You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. I want to talk to you about money today. This is something we don't talk about enough. Money's actually not real. People think it is, but it's not. There used to be something called the gold standard, and uh, money was a reflection of how much gold you could buy. And because of that, inflation was very slow. Money was real. It was something that actually meant something. Today, you fast forward to today, and he's got a couple of Canadians on this call, and you know the U.S. dollar is still kind of the the world's leading currency at this point, but. Money was taken off of the gold standard and money today doesn't mean anything really. Money's more of a reflection of an agreement than it is any amount of tangible goods that you can buy. You are probably overly emotional in your relationship with money. And the reason is simple. It's what we were taught. It's how people teach about money. Money. When you go down into it though, you know, money is basically a piece of paper that has an agreement attached to it. And those agreements change. And this thing happens to me too. So in case you're beating yourself up and you're like, oh yeah, I always forgot about money and money sucks and blah, 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 blah. We do it too. And I feel like, um, I feel like it's important for you guys to know some of the stuff that we struggle with and some of the stuff we deal with. You know, yesterday I was sitting, I was on my way to church. This is a true story. I was on my way to church, pulled out my phone and I just looked at our, one of our Stripe accounts and literally had this royal freak out moment. One of our Stripe accounts was less than it should have been. It was about 100K less than I wanted it to be. And uh, I remember sitting in my car, in my Tesla, feeling like we are going broke. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's like in a Model S, just wondering how I'm going to uh, start selling things to pay for our inevitable bankruptcy literally just had this moment. I'm like, we're out of control. Like, why is this happening to us? Why is this happening to us? And by the way, you notice the subtle victim mentality that pops up whenever you're struggling with a money issue. You know, the first thing people turn to is victimization. Why me? This is a primal reaction to a non-primal problem. So anyways, that's just an aside. Rather than exercising accurate thinking about this, rather than saying, well, look, here's the reason why, here's where we've been and here's what we've been doing and blah, blah, blah. I allowed myself to get into this story that I was telling myself of like, you know, I can't control it. Why is this happening to me? I am a slave to our income rather than the other way around. And, um, you know, it took me several hours yesterday to kind of realize that this was impacting my mood. It was impacting my productivity. Ultimately, I turned it around which speaks to another lesson, which is the gap between when something happens and when you can fix it kind of dictates your, indicates your maturity level. So a lot of times people will have the same moment, but they won't realize that they're in a negative pattern for like three days. How costly is that three days if it could have been three hours, right? This is partially why having people around you strategically placed around you, they can call you on your shit and you can get it fixed. Anyways, Long story short, all that to say, it happens to the best of us. 
And sometimes you're going to have to deal with money things, but money is one of those things that it was, it's just a reflection of an agreement that other people make with you about what your value is. What's the difference between charging $250? Tasha came into uh, CK back in November. She was charging $250. She was helping people get pregnant, a miracle worker. And now she's charging, I think we raised her price at the event to $5,800. What's the difference between that 250 and 5,800. What's the difference? Not tangible differences because nothing in your life is really set up based on tangibles. 99% of this game is intangible. What's the difference? The difference is the agreement that she was caught, that she was having people make with her about what her value is. What is it worth? You know, eight months ago, the agreement that people were making with her was you are worth 250 today. The agreement with her that they're making is you are worth 5,800. That's it. So everything we do inside of this expert, you know, acquisition systems and positioning and building your products, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is wrapped around this idea of how can you upgrade the agreements that you're causing people to make with you about your value and money is a byproduct of that. This makes sense. Particularly though, as it comes down to the topic of money, I'm always shocked by the amount of people who say they want more of it, but when you look at their habits, when you look at their life, they are very disrespectful of the money that they do have. They say they want more of it, but they're extremely disrespectful of the money that they do have, and they're spending their money on things that do not matter, and they're flamboyant. It's the age-old story of the internet marketer who comes online, does a product launch, makes $2 million, then the next month buys a $2 million house. There's not many levels of stupidity that you can get underneath that. It's pretty much the worst. And so part of the reason I want to talk about this today is because people say money can't buy happiness. Well, it can't. People say money can't fix all your problems. Well, it's true. It can't. But here's the way you need to think about money is we're all in this pursuit of freedom, two types of freedom. There's freedom to get away from something and there's freedom to get to something. It's the same thing that we teach about offers. People want to escape. People want to arrive. They want to escape from one thing and arrive at another. That's what we're after is we're after freedom. And one of the best ways to achieve freedom quickly is to have a lot of money because there's a lot that you can get away from. And there's a lot that you can purchase access to with money. So don't ever let anybody discount money to you. The people who say money's not important are usually the people who are so broke that the only way for them to be happy is to justify not having any money. And to do that, they say that it's not important. Just inside. So I'm going to talk to you about three things, three ways that you can improve your relationship with money. I'm going to lead into this real quick with the story. Then I'm going to give you three points about money. So a few months ago, somebody messaged me, somebody I haven't heard from in a long time, years, I haven't heard from this person. And they messaged me and they wanted my advice. And they sent me a text message. And um, I don't know how, how your life is set up, but I have like 600 text messages on my phone that I haven't seen. And I get like five to 10 Facebook messages a day. And uh, all my notifications are turned off except for my wife and a few you know, people that, that matter. 
that need a quick response. And so the, the reason, part of the reason we set up these systems is so I can like engage with you because Chris doesn't even have Facebook anymore. He's not on it because of how many messages he gets. And so anyways, I didn't respond to this person and um, you know, my world is kind of crazy right now. And I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even really see it. I just kind of knew that it was there. And so he messages me about five or six weeks ago and He's like, Hey man, I don't understand like why you don't respond to my messages. Like I've respond, I've sent you a couple of them and I kind of think it's a douchey thing to do to like not respond to somebody. So I want to respond and I want to be like, bro, are you stupid? Like, is there something wrong with you? Like, I don't understand like why you think that you can just pop back up into my world once you see I'm successful, like four years later, I want to respond out of emotion, but I didn't, I just ended ended up kind of bowing out gracefully and being like, oh man, sorry, I didn't see it. You know, I hope you're well and blah, blah, blah. But I started really thinking about this and it's actually been, it's stuck with me for like the last month is here's a guy who has demonstrated a pattern of reaching out to people because of what they can do for him. Here's a guy who wants to be friends with people because of what they can offer him. Here's a guy who's willing to not engage with somebody if it's not convenient for him, but is willing to engage later when it suddenly becomes convenient. I'm about to take you deep right now because this is an epidemic. It's not confined to a small subset of entrepreneurs. It is a disease that is running rampant in the entrepreneurial community, people who are willing to do things that serve them and only engage with relationships, only engage in processes, only engage in activities, behaviors, and mindsets when there is an immediate return on that engagement. And I was really challenged by this because if you look at my life, are there things that I should be doing right now, but because I don't have to, I'm not doing them. Are there things in my life that I should be doing in in the business that we should be doing, but because there's not an immediate return on that, I'm pushing it aside for more urgent activities. And this is the thing. This is the thing that is, that is going to hit home for you when it comes to money, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to business influence, no matter what it is. You got to ask yourself how many of us are guilty of only following the process when we are desperate for that process to work? How many of you do you know that you can see it in their lives? They really are only friends with you when they need you to do something for them. And here's the thing. When something like this happens, most of the time, the things that we notice that we don't like in other people, the things that we don't like in other scenarios or situations are the things that we don't like in our own situations that we're, we're, they're reflective out and we're seeing them in other, in other areas. And so what I did with this guy, it, and this is an exercise and I mean, I'm just trying, I'm setting an example for like how we've really built this into our mental processes is when we find something that we don't like, when someone does something that we don't appreciate and it happens all the time, by the way, the bigger you get, the more you're going to be disrespected there as respect for you and your brand increases, the disdain for you and disrespect increases on the other side. And you're always living in this place of balance. 
And so this happens to us all the time. People do things that we do not like. People do things that are very disrespectful. And we have to deal with this all the time. But most of the time, there are things that, that happen. And in that situation, we can pull things and notice that we're doing the same thing in other areas of our business and our life. So here's what I want to challenge you with today is where in your business, where in your family, where in your relationships, where in whatever area you want to tackle today, are you only doing the things that are going to immediately pay off for you? Rather than doing the process because the process is right, you're doing the process because you need something from it. We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. How about the person who, you know, doesn't do their morning formula for six months, but all of a sudden they hit a rough month and now they're doing their morning formula and they need it to work today. But it's like, bro, you've been ignoring this for six months. It ain't going to work today. You didn't get stuck in this place in, in three days. You're not going to get unstuck from it in three days. You know, to the person who has just been running organic successfully, but just refuses to get into paid ads, one day something's going to change and your organic's not going to work as well. And all of a sudden, you're going to want to put money in your paid ads. You're going to want to work, want it to work tomorrow. This is why following the process, because the process is right, is the best motive. It's the best motive because it's going to prevent you from burnout. It's going to prevent you from desperation. And so you got to look at, you got to look at this honestly. You got to say, hey, what in my life am I doing something just because I want the reward as in the outcome, but I'm not getting a reward from the process. Talked to somebody a couple of days ago. And this person said that they don't care about mindset. And I said, you're screwed. You're screwed. You're screwed. You want a tactic, but you don't actually want to learn the foundations that build up into a healthy business. We got to be people who are sold out to the process when times are good and when times are bad. And I didn't really mean to get stuck on this topic because obviously I want to talk to you about money. But I think that this is so freaking important. Like the people who struggle indefinitely are the people who they do the right things when times are rough and then they stop doing the right thing when times are good. They feel like they outgrow doing the right things. Times get good. They get cocky. They get a little ego. And all of a the sudden, they're not as open to feedback. All of a the sudden, they don't want to do their morning formula because why the freaking heck did they need to? You know, the times are good. They made 60 grand last month. Why do I need to do that? This is the cycle of good times, bad times. This is why good times, bad times is a cycle like this. But here's the thing. If you do it right, like you look at my business, you look at our business and our career and our trajectory, my bad times now, listen to this. This is important. My bad times now are 10 times better than my good times were four years ago. I, there's no cycle with me. Like I'm not... I'm not doing this. I'm not good time, bad time, good time, bad time, good time. That's not what I'm, because I'm maintaining the process when times are good and when times are bad. And what that does is it lifts the floor so that your previous good times aren't even as good as your current bad times. You see what I'm saying? The reason there is a cycle is because of you. Because when things get good, you stop doing the process. You stop doing the things that you know you're supposed to do. And it's fun to do these challenges. It's fun to blitz. It's fun for everybody to just get in the game and camaraderie together. Let me tell you something, though. If you need a challenge to do your shit, maybe you don't deserve the outcome that you say you want. Anyways, 
the right activities and the right process, you got to be sold out to doing the right thing, regardless of the outcome. That's how you escape the cycle. All right. Three things about money. Let me take us back to our original topic of discussion today. All right. Number one, talking about money. Number one, money goes where it is welcomed. Money goes where it is welcomed. You could put in parentheses next to welcomed. I want you to put in parentheses next to welcomed. Expected. Imagine having somebody over to your house for dinner. Number one, they're welcome. Number two, they are expected. It would be weird if this if somebody just rolled up to your house and was like, we're here for dinner and they weren't expected. You didn't invite them, right? Like that'd be a little weird. At the same time, it would be weird if you invited them and they were expected, but they got there and they weren't welcomed. And you felt like you, you know, you, you were, you felt like, you didn't deserve to have friends or you didn't deserve for them to be there. This is the thing I've noticed about money is there are, it's, it's not just feeling like you deserve it. Part of it is you've got to expect it. You got to welcome it. And so many people say they want money, but you know what? They don't feel like they deserve it. It's not welcomed. It's not talked about. Number one, money goes where it is welcomed slash expected. Number two, money goes where it is thought about most. How many of you were raised thinking that it was bad to think about money or to talk about money? I was. It's not my parents' fault. It's just the way that our culture is. But the truth is, unless you can actually talk about it, think about it, stir up discussion about it, you're probably going to have a difficult time acquiring it. Let me ask you a question. Is it wrong to think about gasoline for a car? Is it wrong to think about water that you can drink? Is it wrong to think about, you see what I'm saying? Money is a resource, just like any of those things. It's actually less of a resource than gasoline because gasoline actually is tied to something of constituent value, whereas money, cash is not. Money goes where it is welcomed and expected. Money goes where it is thought about and talked about. And number three, money goes where the perceived value is the highest. So what I've learned about money is that money is lazy. It's lazy and it follows the path of least resistance. Like water trickling down a hill, money will follow a path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance, it congregates and pulls up where the perceived value is the highest. And this is why for us, the new CK, CK 2.0, the new elite, the new platform we're using here. You guys think this is expensive? It is expensive as hell. It is so expensive. The, The things that we have committed to for our clients, these are value plays in an ever-evolving attempt to make sure that there is no place on planet Earth with a higher value for an expert to be than in the TF circle. That's going to result in more money. Because money, at the end of the day, it congregates around where the perceived value is the highest. Number one, money is goes where it's welcomed. Number two, money goes where it's thought about and talked about. 
Number three, money goes where the perceived value is the highest. 